When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis, America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I am so excited about our next guest. In fact, we've been trying to get together for about three months to do this recording, but I am so excited to have our next guest, Nick Utesh, who happens to be a student of mine. He's in my, one of my coaching programs and he is just exceptional. So we're going to have a great conversation with Nick today. So welcome to the show, Nick. Hey, thanks, Jen. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy. So we're catching you right before you're heading on this beautiful one-week vacation across the United States. And we're so excited because now you're actually doing one. You're going on vacation, but really you're going back home from COVID back up to New York. So again, I just want to say thank you so much for spending time with us today. So we're going to get started and really just start from the very beginning. Using Rocket Pro TPO is like managing a team of all-stars. Our powerhouse squad of purchase underwriters, complete document reviews, and initial underwrites in just one day. With our industry-leading mortgage insurance and with a wide variety of products to use, your mortgage game will have zero weaknesses, helping you and your clients win more closings against today's tough competition. Rocket Pro TPO compete at the highest level. Call for cost information and conditions, equal housing lender, license in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I've been in the mortgage industry for quite a while now. Started actually back in 1992 when I was 14 years old, actually. So I uh, originally, I was kind of an enterprising teenager and was looking for a way to buy a stereo that was about 1200 bucks back then. And... uh, (laughs) In uh, for a fourteen-year-old, twelve hundred dollars a lot of money. And yeah, I worked a lot of various farm jobs and things like that in rural Iowa, where I grew up. And by the end of the summer, I had only earned three hundred bucks, and I was kind of depressed and down and out a little bit about not hitting my goal because that stereo was just a part of my life, and I had to have it. And I saw a late-night TV infomercial of all things about the mortgage business, and it was kind of actually not originations, but actually doing helping people sell seller finance real estate notes on the secondary market, which is kind of right. a little bit of a different situation. 
And so I, uh, this infomercial, the, the guy touting the course claimed anybody of any age can make money in the mortgage business. And, uh, <laughs> so I thought, you know what, this is my ticket. It, I'm getting my stereo. And so I sent in uh, 200 bucks for 20 tapes and two manuals about the industry. And they arrived the first day of my freshman year of high school. And I, I just remember racing home from school and, and I dug right into it. And I, a lot of people thought I was crazy, but it gave me a good base. And I had a few mentors around where I grew up in the Midwest and ended up really pounding my first deal when I was 15 years old. And at that point in time, my priorities had shifted a little bit. So I was all of a sudden, instead of the stereo, I wanted the fax machine. I wanted the copier. I wanted the computer. So I didn't have to go to the library and use all that stuff. And then it turned into a situation where by the time I was 16 years old, I was closing two or three deals a month. And uh, I ended up making a transition at a convention. I was speaking at a national convention, kind of tell my story actually back when I was uh, just turned 18. And I met somebody that was in the origination summit. So she kind of was like, you know what, she'll try originate. And so at that point, you know, I was of legal age to sign a 1003 and get out there and do it. And I did. And it's uh, the best thing ever. You know, and this is, you said 28 years of doing it. I'm 43 years old now and built a real solid business in the marketplace I'm in and really have enjoyed the adventure. So, yeah. So let's talk about that solid place that you're at. Funny how yours, you're very humble about it. You just kind of built this little business. Tell us about your production because everyone who's listening to this podcast is in the mortgage real estate business about your production over the last couple of years and what it's looked like. Yeah. So, I mean, last year, of course, like everybody, it was just insane year for me. I'm a purchase money guy. I really never focused on refis and I've always been dedicated to getting purchases done. And I ended up closing 464 deals last year for about 111 million. So I'm in the marketplace. I'm in Oklahoma City, you know, so our average loan size is about 225,000 or so. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the tricky thing was, you know, it's a, I've got a real simple model. You know, I'm a mortgage broker, I own a company. I work from home, don't have a physical office. Last year, I had no assistance whatsoever, and I had one contract processor. So it's just uh, part of the reason I reached out to Jen was to help me get control of my life and put systems in place so I was not working 24 hours a day because I was clearing conditions and I was doing the disclosures and I was doing everything and just trying to bang out 464 deals in one year. But in the prior years, like prior to the so yeah, I mean, well, last year was unusual doing 464 deals like everybody else. You know, we were really busy. I've always been consistently busy. You know, the year prior, I did, you know, around 315, 320 deals. And the production that year was a little lower. It was less than 70 million. So we made some pretty big jumps in the dollar volume last year too. Kind of where my business has come from, most of it, again, purchase related. Great majority, probably 50% is previous clients. And then the other 50 is my realtor partners that I deal with. And I've got some amazing people that I just absolutely love and cherish in my market that have been with me for a long time. And uh, we built a good system together. Yeah, I love that. And for those of you listening, so let's think about this 464 loans in the year of COVID without doing refinances. Now, I'm sure there were a few in there and I know that there were, but you didn't even try to do refinances. Whereas most people had their biggest years ever with refinances. (laughs) So I think that's absolutely incredible. And of course, you and I've talked about the fact that, hey, there's a bunch of low hanging fruit that you need to go after, which I know you're doing now. So I think, you know, really great. So when you think back on however many years ago it was when you got to what you felt was the top of your game, right? The top of your game, because the system was flowing, you had all this great flow in your practice. What were some of the things that took you there to have that beautiful business that you now have? 
You know, a lot of it, I think a lot of the keys for the success I've had in this business is being very responsive on the follow-up as far as um, keeping my partners in the loop. You know, they know what's going on. I use Top of Mind, Surefire and Top of Mind. They have a good CRM program that does the loan status milestones. Yeah. That was a big part, I think, of mine is just having the milestones go out. You help to cut down the phone calls a lot, too, because people know hey, the appraisal's ordered, the underwriter's done the initial approval, this is what to expect. And I think that helps to free up time in your day, you know, to do that. You know, our thing is, I don't see, I work from home, so I am 100% virtual. You know, I very rarely see a client. I would say less than one out of 300 clients do I see. And strategically, when you can work on your efficiencies, where you can work from home, just sit down and focus on what you're doing, and you're not having people come in and out, you actually free up a lot of time in your day because if you're meeting clients in person, and I know people have different opinions on this. Some people say you need to be in front of the client and you build a relationship with them, but I can do that over the phone. And when you're doing that, you're going to free up time. You know, you're not maybe spending two hours with somebody going through your initial needs and all that. You're doing it over the phone in a matter of minutes that allows you to be free to accommodate more things throughout the day. You know, yeah. so that's something that just simple efficiency items and basically kind of keeping on top of that and then just really gauging where you're at. You know, I always try to work things in advance. The real realtors I work with, they know we close on time every single time and don't ever have a late closing, literally. And you've got to just have those milestones in your own system where you're like, all right, this file is closing eight, nine days from now. I want to get this done. So I'm clear to close, docs out, seven days out. And that way you eliminate the stress in your life too of all the last minute stuff. And yeah. So that's been a, a big key for me. So, yeah. So I know someone listening is going to be saying, wait, 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 wait. So you were virtual before COVID, which is yes. Yeah. <laughs> you were virtual yeah. before COVID. But everybody I talk to says, I need to get out there. I need to do presentations. I need to network. I need to do all those things. There had to have been a point in time in your career where you had to go do all that to create the foundation that you now have that you've built off with a customer experience. So what advice do you have for someone who's just starting out, who doesn't have people calling them that they already served before, or a loan officer who has been in the business for 10 or 15 years and they have never called their past clients. So what suggestions do you have for them on how they could create this type of business with this efficiency of working at home and actually knowing who to talk to all day long? Yeah, it's a great question. So you, know, you got to look at every deal you do as an opportunity. So when you do a purchase, for example, you know, maybe you have a realtor you've never worked with. Like say you've got a buyer that you're dealing with. And if you really focus on making sure you deliver excellent service, you communicate well to that agent, that's giving you an opportunity to market yourself because that actions speak louder than words. Yeah. So, you know, you're staying in touch with them. You're communicating really well. I've picked up a lot of realtors that have started doing business with us simply because they're like, wow, you are much more responsive than my loan officer I work with. So let's talk about engaging on doing some business together. You know, same thing with the listing agents. You know, obviously you can't share a lot of data with the listing agent, but you kind of let them know, you know, hey, appraisal's in, value met sales yeah. price. We're not going to talk about the numbers. You know, just kind of communicate basic, like things are moving along nicely. That gives you another opportunity to be in front of somebody that maybe you didn't have a relationship with. And over time, you keep doing that, you're going to pick up some people that maybe want to talk to you. And for me, what I would do is usually after I've had that good engagement, you know, maybe we go out and we have a little lunch or we have a little coffee and talk a little bit about what we can do to complement each other. Like transaction went really well. 
Is there something in particular that I can help you fill that's missing, you know, in your business, you know, and then it gives you the opportunity to kind of get out there and show them what you can do. And I think that's always looking at things as an opportunity on each file is always a good way to kind of get your feet wet too. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you know, I'm a wholehearted agreement to that, a wholehearted agreement. So what are some of the things that you do with your realtor partners? Where's the value that you're giving them? You've obviously shown them value through the experience that they had with a transaction. We'll call it a transaction when you're helping a family. So now you've already demonstrated what you can do. For most loan officers, it's that's what we can do. We can close on time. We have great rates to be a smooth process. And then they have to show that. You've already shown that. So now what value do you give to them? What are some of the other things that you work with real estate agents on to continue to have that business come in? So they're just not having an experience, but actually feeling like you're a contributor to the growth of their business. Absolutely. So again, going back to the Surefire top of mind situation with CRM, we do the co-branded post-close follow-up for our clients that I enroll all of our realtors in also. You know, that's a uh, written campaign of cards and address stampers and all kinds of things for the next five years with our clients. And that's nice because it's it's mutually branded with myself and the realtor partner. And that's something that's turnkey. They don't have to deal with. It goes out. So that's one thing we've done. We've done the list reports, which some people may be familiar with. It's kind of a a nice flyer program for their listings. A lot of my agents really like it, you know, and, and providing that as a service to them too. But, you know, the big thing is, is you establish yourself as the expert. And for me, like a lot of my partners, even if it's a deal I'm not working on, you know, we've got that level of trust and they'll call me and say, this is the challenge I'm running into. This other lender's doing this and this and this. We try to get them to you, but at least tell me, is this legit? What the problems are? Am I going to have a problem with this? You know, and when you step up and make sure you're always there for them, that's something that goes a long way. And also following up. I mean, there's so many of these people in this business that will get leads and just not follow up, you know, and that's not a value. You've got to communicate. You've got to call that lead as soon as you can, if you can. And then once you talk to the to the client, you let your partner know, hey, everything looks good or don't, don't spin your wheels. Don't get out there and, and show anything until we get some things fixed up. So you've got to be very transparent. Deliver what you say. Yeah. I think that's interesting that you said that. So I want to talk about that just a little bit because so often uh, new loan officers and quite frankly, loan officers have been in the business for a really long time. Um, they start off with bring me your huddled masses, everybody, 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 your poor credit, everybody, bring me everyone. And over years, they never change that tune. And so here they are Mm -hmm. 20 years later, and they're still only closing two or three, maybe four loans a month, because they're still being perceived as being that person who's just sort of the dumping ground type of loan officer. So tell us a little bit about your conversion ratio and about the type of leads that come in versus the type that close. And, and, And this is my opinion on this too, is that Out of desperation, a lot of loan officers bring on loans that aren't sort of like taking a turkey out of the oven before it's ready, except we're pushing it in, right? We're we're doing the opposite, but we're trying to take on these loans that aren't ready to be processed and out of pure desperation and, oh, the realtor won't send me any more business. If I tell them, no, they'll send it to somebody else. We tend to do that. And I think that's where all of the angst happens with everyone in processing and why they can't focus on having a good, clean loan go through. So can I get your take on some of that and and really what your conversion ratio might be as it leads to app or lead to credit pulls? Yeah, you have a very good point there. I mean, one of the things, and it's especially when you're starting out, it's going to be human nature. You want to take on everything you can because you don't have a lot to work on. 
And one of the biggest skills that takes time to really acquire in this business is you've got to be able to let people know quickly, hey, this is not a viable transaction. They've got some challenges. You don't want to just stretch, like you said, just to get a deal in your pipeline and then have two months of agony and put the borrower and the realtor and the seller and everybody through all kinds of challenges. And then maybe only close 60, 70% of the deals you take on. And that's, um, for me, I mean, my closing ratio is darn near 100%. And when I say that, I mean, the only time stuff falls out, it's going to be something like title work or appraisal has a problem, you know, something that's usually outside of our control. And you want to make sure you deliver because if you take on too many deals that are sketchy or maybe borderline that maybe need some more time to get some kinks worked out and you let the real estate agents down and you let the clients down, then you're going to get a reputation for that. And your reputation in this industry is so paramount. I mean, people talk and in communities, no matter how big or small your city is, that stuff can spread. And so that's why you want to be very diligent. You know, and not be afraid to tell a client, hey, I can't help you and let the realtor know, you know, I, I gave the client some advice. I can't help them at this time. I encourage them to do these things. And then someday maybe they'll reach back out to me and I'll let you know, you know, and you record the, the name of the realtor that was on it and try to send them back to that particular agent. So for me, that's been critical. And most of our transactions have been, you know, I mean, we get some people like anybody else that, you know, there's just people you can't help. You get some credit challenge people and things like that. You're respectful to them and kind of give them some pointers on what to focus on. But as you really show them that you're here to work with people that can truly do something, you know, most of the lead quality has been pretty good. You know, yeah. that's kind of what I, I mean, I feel fortunate in that regard too. So. Well, and I hope everyone's heeding this, you know, this conversation in your comments here too. And it, it really is a, there's a fine line there between helping someone who has some credit challenges and you know, you can fix it during the process. And there's a fine line between, oh, well, let's give it a shot because what other people hear is I can do it. Not let's give it a shot. Let's give it a try. Right. And I think that more and more people need to consider saying no to getting into a contract, but rather fixing those issues. And sometimes they only take three weeks, but let's fix them first. Then let's bring you under contract. And they just have to have that confidence that their real estate agent isn't going to go someplace else. And again, if they do, then let it someone else's problem and it's someone else losing sleep for the next month. Right. That's exactly right. Because I mean, if you fill your pipeline with problem files, then that's going to distract you from being able to do what you do best. And you're going to be managing fires all day long. And that's not what you want to be. Yeah, bingo. I mean, that that probably is worth its weight in gold right there. So when you think about your strengths, what do you think the strengths are that you have that just come so easy to you that you find when you're working with other people, you hear about other people, you're like, I don't understand why that's so hard. I don't get it. It's so easy to me. What are some of the gifts that you bring to this business? Well, I think one of the most important strengths for anybody in this business is you need to know your guidelines. I mean, you need to know what can these people do, what's acceptable, what's not. And I mean, that's something that you learn over time, of course. Uh, My biggest strength, my favorite program is the VA loan program. So In the state I do business in, I'm in Oklahoma City and all my businesses in the state of Oklahoma. I've been the number one originator of VA loans in the state of Oklahoma per the Scotsman Guide for the last three years. And I love VA. I decided maybe 10 to 15 years ago, I just, I was passionate about that program and I did everything I could do to learn all about it. And when you become an expert in that field, 
people will seek you out too, you know, because words, I mean, word travels quickly amongst real estate agents. And if you kind of brand yourself as, hey, this is my strength, it's a great way to have people remember you. Because some people just really don't like VA, for example. And if I had my choice, I would do VA all day long. That'd be every deal I did just because I like it so much, you know, and that's something that's really helped to differentiate me and really become a lot, large portion of my business. You know, it's over 50% of what I do. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you is what is your percentage and how do you market yourself as a VA person, someone who's an expert in VA? And the reason why I'm asking this is because God bless you for saying this. I talk about it all the time is we've heard this riches and niches, right? And niche to grow rich. But I really feel like it has nothing to do with the money piece of this as much as it does with not being a secret loan officer, not being a commodity. When you can demonstrate that you have a specialized area that you work on, it's no different than a doctor. You can be an MD or you can be a neurologist. And there's a difference in in how that works psychologically for everyone. You're the expert in it. So how did you market yourself as a, a VA loan officer? And I want everyone to hear this too, because if you're out there marketing yourself as a VA loan officer, the fear that people have is that they're going to miss out all these other opportunities, but obviously that's not the case. So take it away. Yeah. So, I mean, when I it kind of started, I actually built a website around that niche. So I, um, I have a website, it's just valoansok.com, like my state I'm in. And if you drill down, I'm not a techie at all. I am not great with web design or anything like that, but I use the basic template from one of the mortgage websites that they sell out there. And if you make your website highly localized and highly targeted, like I just put as many search terms in there as I could in my content, veteran loans, active duty service members in Oklahoma City and Tulsa and you know, I ended up getting some decent Google rankings organically without paying for it from that specialized website. So that was kind of in the earlier days, I started getting leads from that. So that was kind of nice to generate people that wanted the type of business I wanted to do. You know, and just like we talked earlier, when you're talking with the realtors on the transaction, like the new ones you might meet that these clients bring to the table, one of the things I always say, you know, they, you know, at the end, usually they're like, hey, this was a great process. Everything went good. You know, I say, if you don't remember me for anything, remember that the next time you hear a veteran or an active duty service member, I'm the guy you call because we really want to take care of those clients for you. And believe it or not, just something that simple, people remember. They're like, oh yeah, that guy that does VA, that's Nick, we'll, we'll call him up and we'll get the client to him. You know, and then they, the funny thing is then they'll share that with some of their other real estate agent friends and you're all of a sudden getting calls from people that are like, hey, you're the guy that does VA, right? <laughs> so, so it's just any opportunity you have to share that. That's a good thing for sure. Well, in most of the time, you know, in that particular situation, the agent has come to you maybe for a conventional loan and you're saying, hey, by the way, I specialize in VA Mm -hmm. or maybe they're coming to VA and then you say, by the way, I do other loans. So let's talk. And so this is where I think people are think that they're pigeonholed so badly into that spot that they don't really understand that it is the thing that is taking them out of the commodity. That's true. You know, I mean, you do want to show a niche, you know, because again, that's how people remember you, but you always remind them, you know, like this is how we operate too on all levels. It's not just we do FHA loans the same way. We do conventional loans the same way. We're neurotic about service and we're going to take care of your clients regardless of the type. Yeah, That's great. So let me ask you this question. What do you think is, was, or has been to this point, your greatest career mistake? That's a good question. In the early days when I was younger, 
19, 20 years old. I had aspirations of building a big company and I actually had branches in multiple cities and things like that. I dealt with a lot of stuff as a 19 and 20 year old, you know, as far as employees doing crazy things and uh, kind of decided at that point that I wanted to go to just a simple model. And, you know, I went to a model where it's mainly me originating and I enjoy it. I'm very passionate about originations and I like the day-to-day of it. I will say that doing this for 28 years and being 43 years old now, the level of work I put in over all these years has been a little high. So I can say that probably one of the biggest mistakes I've made, which I'm working on fixing right now, is not delegating enough of the stuff in my day-to-day. And so that's what I'm working with Jen on. And she's been doing a great job to kind of coach me along to make sure that I'm taking things off my plate that we can do properly and allow myself to have some free time. And so I'm kind of, now I'm at the point where it's like time to step back and smell the flowers a little bit. And uh, so I'd say that was my biggest challenge was just putting too much on my plate and working nonstop. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that too. I appreciate that. So as we finish up our time together, what is some advice you would give to someone who is a mid-level producing loan officer, been in the business for 10 or 15 years and just can't seem to crack that top code, that next code? They're closing, you know, four or five, sometimes seven loans a month. What advice do you have for them? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So in a case like that, for a mid-level loan officer, one thing you want to check, make sure you've got some type of CRM in place. You know, you've got something to stay in front of your clients, whether it's you making the phone calls to kind of keep in touch with people, or you have an automated system that does it. I think, you know, I've been using Top of Mind and Surefire now for, gosh, I don't know, like 12 to 15 years, something like that. And I noticed the big change. You know, you're going to spend money, you're going to invest in yourself to do that. But I noticed a big change in, in my repeat customers and my referrals from clients from doing things like that, where I'm staying in front of them frequently for their birthdays and for holidays and things like that. So whether you do that or you get out there and, and you make some passive phone calls on your own, you know, just to check in, you know, how you doing, just uh, seeing how things are, any major changes and seeing what you can do to have an opportunity to connect with them to potentially lead on to, oh, hey, my neighbor's doing something right now. Maybe we need to have you talk to each other. So I would look at that. And then, of course, analyze what you're doing right now. You know, like I said, uh, really look at those realtors that are involved in the contracts that you don't have a relationship with. Try your hardest to make sure it's a smooth process so that way you have an end to potentially try to court them a little bit and uh, get some people over to you in that front. You know, and then also consider the niching like we talked about. I mean, really find a program that you're passionate about. Maybe you want to try the 203Ks. Like I would never a million years want to do 203Ks, but there are people that maybe spend Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, there's so few people that are doing those that if you brand yourself as an expert, then that's going to be a little bit easier for you to get your foot in the door with some people. As long as you make sure you personally know those guidelines and you know how they're structured so you don't have a bunch of problem files. Yeah, I think that's really the key here is no problem files allowed. No problem files allowed. (laughs) Absolutely. Let's keep the drama to a minimum. Yeah, leave the drama for your mom and no, no problem files allowed because then every loan goes through smoothly and you look like the hero. That's the bottom line. And you'll get referrals. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Do you have a quote that you live by? My mantra is you really can do anything you want. I started this company with $300 to my name and um, I built it up into a very successful business and done it for 28 years now. I had all the cards stacked against me at a two, like a 2.1 or 2.3 grade point average in high school. You know, not like I had, uh, I didn't go to college and do any of that. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't really concerned with the school thing at that point. But, <laughs> but if you really believe in yourself and you put forth the effort, you can overcome the odds and you can do anything you want to put your mind to. And you're a testament to that too, Jen. I love that. I love it. Well, thank you again, Nick, for spending time with us today and giving us all of your wisdom on how you built this beautiful, successful business and really being vulnerable to it, what you're trying to work on as you continue to grow and continue to do personal and professional development in your life. I think that's important for people to hear too, is that there's both sides to the coin. Success is wonderful, but there's work at it, right? And failure is work at that too. I mean, it's both sides. So we really appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us today. I appreciate you, Jen. I appreciate all you're doing for me too. Absolutely. Of course. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, again, we want to say thank you so much for joining us today and taking time out of your day. If this is the first time you've been listening, welcome. Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoyed what you got you heard today and stick with us. Hit the subscribe button, write us a review, give us a five-star rating. And if you've been with us forever, thank you so much for your loyalty and for your contribution to and continuing this podcast on for now seven and a half years. I really appreciate it. So I hope you have a great day and put something into action because as I always say, stop talking, take action, and you'll get the results. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.